to Totalus Rankium. This week, Jovian. Hello and welcome to Roman Emperors Totalus Rankium. I am Jamie. And I'm Rob. Ranking all the emperors from Augustus to Augustus. This is episode 63, and this is Jovian. Ooh, I've actually heard vaguely of his name. Have you? No, honestly, somewhere in the back of my head, or maybe something to do with Jupiter. Possibly, yes, some Jovian Jove. The Jovian system. Yeah, yeah, you probably just recognise it from that. Oh. Yeah. I don't know, maybe you will recognise some of the amazing things he does. I doubt that. I doubt that as well. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's a good job Amianus was on the scene to record things, otherwise this would possibly be our shortest episode yet. Oh, really? (laughs) As it is, it's probably going to be about medium length, because we've got loads of detail. Oh. Yes. I haven't got high hopes now for him. Well, let's get into it, shall we? Okay. Yes, this is the last of the Constantinians, although technically he's not really a Constantinian. Shh. Uh, but he always gets tacked on the end just to make things neater. <laughs> yes, even at the numbers of it. So, at the end of last week, Julian died. He did. Did. And on his deathbed, he said something along the lines of, My successor should be... Someone. <laughs> and then he died. It's almost like a, yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Great. So, because we've already recorded the intro and the uh, very handsome man said Jovian... He did, yes. You now know... That Jovian replaces him. Oh wow! Yes. But let's find out how, shall we? Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, let's, let's do this. He doesn't. Re- he didn't really fit in the last story anywhere. So I didn't mention his name once. No. No. Because yeah, because just been right. Soldiers now decide who. Oh. Yeah. Well, we'll get into it. So oh. let's do a bit of background on Jovian, but we'll very quickly catch up with the events. Born in three three one in Singidunum. That's modern Belgrade. Ooh. Making him roughly the same age as Julian. Okay. Yeah. He was the son of a popular and successful commander of Constantius II's bodyguard. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's my comment on that. Okay, fair enough. Uh, if you remember, the uh, the personal bodyguard at this point is the, the Herculaneums and the Jovians, the jazz band. That also oh, yes. as their uh, <gasps> bodyguard. Jove, that's his name, Rob. Oh, yes, maybe that's why he named his son Jovian. Wow. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? This is easy. It is, yeah. So this is essentially the old-style Praetorian guards. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. his father was in charge of the personal bodyguard. Yeah. Yeah. Prediction. Yeah. So yeah, so Daddy's in charge of of the Herculeum and the Jovians. We don't know a huge amount of details on Jovian's early life, but at some point he joined the guard that his father commanded. Okay. Then, at some point, his father retired, and there was a fair and open round of interviews. (laughs) Right. Where everyone was judged on merit. Right. And it was decided that Jovian, son of the ex-commander, should be the oh. next commander. Fantastic. And one of them pointed out, he's never even held a sword, sir. <laughs> he's, he's, he's 12. <laughs> but he, that, that falsetto he's got, it's going to be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. We, we don't know the details at all, but we do know that Jovian's father was the respected commander. And very well respected, apparently, of, of the bodyguard. And Jovian took over at some point. Why do you think he's so respected? I think he did like a, a death-defying leap in front of an arrow that was aimed at the emperor. That, and 
he was just brilliant on the sax. True. Yeah. Known for his sax solos. Oh, yes. Until the arrow punctured his lung. With <laughs> the whistling sound. <laughs> yeah. That's why it was so brave of him to take that arrow to Constantius. Yeah. He knew his sax days were over. <laughs> yeah. So, then Constantius dies. Yes, he Which does. we've covered. And power yeah. is transferred to Julian, which we've covered. Yep. Jovian accompanied the new emperor to Antioch and then to Persia. So Jovian was with Constantius, but then goes with Julian, because Julian's the new emperor. Yeah. Jovian, as the chief bodyguard, would have had access to the emperor, but he was not considered one of the elite inner circle. He was very much in the background. Julian's got his men he trusts, probably the ones that he brought from Gaul with him. Jovian's from Constantius's crew, so he's, he's not... He's up there, but he's not up there. Constantius' posse. Yes, he's not yeah. in the posse. He doesn't know the secret handshake. Ah. Oh. He's not been given the password. Does he fetch the tea? Possibly he fetches the tea. When they're organising Secret Santa, he's the guy who no one wants. Oh. Because no one really knows what to get him. That's a bit sad. Yeah. Well, you can tell when they pick his name when they go, oh. What, what's he like? Does he even drink? He doesn't drink. I don't know if he drinks. Oh. Who knows him? Does anyone know? Anyone? Anyone? Jeff? No? Seriously, what, what, what can I get? <laughs> I hate that. Yeah. <laughs> because my, my fallback is I get a bottle of wine. Yes. And if that's out, I, I'm literally stuck. Yeah, I mean, one year was the hardest ever. Because remember Saffa didn't drink at all. And I, it's like, what do I get as a bottle of soap? Soap? Mm, like body products. Yes. Not just a bar of soap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tesco's basic. So that that was what was going on. No one knew what to get him for Secret Santa. Yeah. It was just a bit awkward. Right. The Romans travelled down the Euphrates, if you remember last yes, week. That's the, the southern river. Yes, it's like the two parallel ones, the Tigris. The Tigris. Tigris. Yes. Tigers. Yeah. Female tiger. <laughs> Let's just carry on. Right. <laughs> So the Romans travelled down the Euphrates. That's the, the southern river of the two. So down the Euphrates they went. They fought some Persians. They burnt their own supplies. They yeah, were they stranded did. in fields of fire. Then they <laughs> attempted to retreat, were harried all the way up the Tigris until Julian's death and the end of last week's episode. Yeah, he got hit by an arrow or something, didn't he? A spear. A yes. spear. Entered his Wind. lobe. Of his liver. Liver yeah. lobe. Yes. Because there is one... If I'm fair to say, it's like... Um, if you get hit on a certain part of your liver, it will cause a lot more damage than the other side. So probably like hit on the bad side. <laughs> yes, I'm going to say you did. Yeah, you heard it here first. Yes. Yeah. So very quickly, we've caught up to the end of last week's episode. Yeah. So let's find out what happened next. Yes. We have an incredibly detailed account, like I said. Good. Small caveat here, though. Almost all of the following comes from Amianus. He was actually there during this retreat. Primary source. Primary source. He's nice. there, running through the desert, away from the Persians, with quill in hand, <laughs> writing, ah! <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he also, and uh, as the kids say, totally hearted Julian. Did he? Yes. So we must recognise some bias here. He's probably not going to like Julian's successor. So just bear, weird, that. bear that in mind. You want to be on his good side, wouldn't you, really? I would. Well, I'd, I'd well, suck up to anyone if I had to. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see by the end. Right, so here we go. It's, and I like this. This is very much a story more than any other episode so far. Okay. Yes. So this is the story that I like to call Jovian and the Persians. 
Oh, that's some twinkly music in the background yeah. as you say that. Yeah. Okay. Setting the scene at the start here. Okay. It's the dawn after Julian's death. The generals are called together. They're fully aware that the Persians are still surrounding them, and it's only a matter of time before news gets out that Julian is dead. So uh, literally surrounding that tent. <laughs> Faces pressed against it. It's peering in. <laughs> On the inside, you just see the shadows of Persians all around. <laughs> Sharp blades. Yeah. <laughs> I think they're surrounding us, sir. <laughs> they're closing in. <laughs> a new emperor had to be selected, and quickly. Well, they thought, who's next in line? <laughs> Pregnant pause. <laughs> Pregnant pause. The dusty family tree was pulled out. Whoosh. As per usual, there was that awkward pause. Everyone was indeed as dead as they remembered. Damn it. But hang on. <gasps> What's this? Now. <laughs> yeah. Let's move it to the side slightly. Yeah. Just lift <laughs> up a corner. Cut this bit off and put it here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Turn that bit upside down. And get out this separate family tree. <laughs> and you yes. make a duck. There we go. Yes, now that Julian was emperor, we can now sort of add this bit to the family tree. We can now include, get this, Julian's cousins once removed on his mother's side. Oh, brilliant. Oh, that clear line of succession. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. very direct. Yeah, that means Procopius what? was next in line. A man named Procopius. Pop his name down. Pro or pre? Pro, P-R-O-C-O-P-I-U-S. I don't think I was even listening to you when I was wrote that. Okay, fair enough. I wouldn't box it, maybe just underline it. Oh. Oh, you've already boxed now. it. He's important, he comes up again, so right. just... It's only box future emperors. Yeah. So just, so just bear, bear him in mind. Okay. Procopius is next in line. But this had two problems. One, it was a very tenuous link. I mean, let's face it, he wasn't even on the same piece of paper. He was just on the post-it note next to the family tree. <laughs> Staple to the side. Yeah, <laughs> it did look too good. Secondly, Procopius was not there because he was currently in charge of the decoy army. Oh, on the fake horses. Yeah, and the cardboard cutouts. Yeah. Yeah, he was in charge of that. Okay. Yeah, that's where Procopius is right now. Now, he had meant to meet up with them in Tessaphon, but he hadn't shown up. Oh, dear. He was missing, presumed dead at this point. Aww. So not only is he on a post-it note, he's probably dead. We need to move on to the next idea. So, next plan. They would just choose someone amongst themselves. Damn. Constantinians are dead. We just need a new dynasty. As you can imagine, there were factions within the High Ops here. Yeah. Mainly, you've got the old Julian court... Yeah. And the old Constantius II court. Yeah. Because when Constantius II died, he said, Julian's my heir. Julian became the emperor. Everyone who was supporting Constantius II kind of went over to Julian's side. But yeah. th that rivalry was not forgotten. And because Julian didn't last for it, it was only like a year and... Yeah, less than a year and a half. So... Yeah, so it hadn't had time to mend this rift. No. So the day wears on. The two sides are arguing. Soldiers were getting nervous. They were still being surrounded by this point, and no one was in charge. Eventually, it was decided that the Praetorian Prefect, Salutius, was the best man for the job. He was liked well enough by all sides, and was considered a sensible choice by everyone but Salutius himself. No, 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 no,
Salutius immediately pleaded that his age stopped him from performing such duties. I'm but a frail 22-year-old. There is no way. <laughs> I couldn't possibly <laughs> take on these duties. Yeah, Sauron near the back went, you Praetorian prefect, is it not stopping you from doing that? You, you literally have just cut off 13 heads. You're now swinging them around on your back. <laughs> Whilst at the same time, Feynman carrying your horse because he tripped on a rock. Are you sure you can't do this? No, 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 no. <laughs> Thump from the horse. Yeah. <laughs> so, another man had to be chosen. And the debate starts up again. So you've still got all these generals in yeah. a tent, arguing, the sun's beating down, no one can come to an agreement. You do get the impression that people were more arguing not to be emperor <laughs> rather than I want to be emperor. Yeah. <laughs> I think you should. What? Me? No. I couldn't possibly. I've never ruled anything. So you're leading the army. I delegate a lot, honestly. <laughs> I'm incompetent. You can delegate as emperor. <laughs> yes. Eventually someone spoke up in an authoritative voice. Hello. The voice rang clear loud it cut through the debate hello everyone turned <gasps> listen do you know that person who has all that charisma and everyone just suddenly is completely entranced with what this one person is saying yeah this person clearly says what would you do if the emperor so often happens had in his absence committed you all to the conduct of this war would you not put aside everything else and save the soldiers from the threatening dangers? Do that now! And if we are permitted to see Mesopotamia, the united votes of both armies will decide upon the lawful emperor. And everyone went, oh, wise words. We need to put away this bickering. What a, what a wise person. This person, in fact, is showing wisdom beyond his age. This person could be our perfect leader could usher in the second golden age. It was at this point someone popped their head into the tent and said, oh, the soldiers have chosen someone. <laughs> we will never know if that person who stopped the bickering would have been good. We don't even oh. know his name. Oh, that's a shame. In my head, I think, is that Jovian? No, it certainly no. wasn't Jovian. Okay. We have no idea who that person was. <laughs> I did, just reading that quote, I just had this impression. He he was who was supposed to lead, and everything would have been wonderful afterwards. Ian McKellen. Yes, it was Ian McKellen. And unfortunately, yeah, it was at that point the soldiers just staged a little coup and chose themselves okay. who was going to lead them. Probably bored of waiting, to be honest. Well, exactly. They're getting, getting surrounded here. <laughs> yeah. In four days, come on. Now, admittedly, this might have been on the prompting of some people who were in the tent, but all of a sudden, a name was being banded about by all the soldiers. Who? They had declared Jovianus <laughs> Jovian, uh. as emperor. The generals in the tent probably looked at each other. Jovianus? Who? Oh, the leader of the bodyguard. Um, oh. Okay, so he's now my boss. Well, why not, they thought. Yeah. He's not important for, enough for any of them <laughs> to disagree with it. Nice. They all kind of agree. He doesn't fall into a faction. Yeah. It's pretty simple. <laughs> okay, let's do that, they thought. Well, if the soldiers want him, let's go for it. The reaction by the troops was mixed. So it's obviously only a small group of the troops that put the name forward. Ooh. Because I quote... Now Jovian, as soon as he had been clothed in the imperial robes and suddenly brought out of his tent, hastened through the ranks of the soldiers who were getting ready to march. 
and since the army extended for four miles, on hearing some men shouting, Jovianus Augustus! Others repeated the same sounds, but much more loudly. For struck by the near relationship of the names, since it only differed by one letter, they thought that Julianus had recovered and was being brought out amid the usual great acclaim. That's a bit awkward, isn't it? But when Jovianus, a bent and lanky man, <laughs> was seen advancing, they suspected what had happened, and all burst into tears. <laughs> oh, that's really sad. <laughs> yeah. Not that bad guy. <laughs> Yeah, just imagine this. I'm here. I am your new em- emperor. Uh, uh, guys, guys, seriously. Oh, you all hate me. <laughs> yeah, no, not not shouts of anger, not cheers, which you'd hope. Yeah, yeah. but but tears. Oh. <laughs> just grown soldiers weeping at the idea of you leaving them. <laughs> why? Why, God, why? Yeah. I mean, I'm guessing Jovianus was telling himself they're weeping over Julian's death. They're weeping over Julian's death. Weeping with joy. Or weeping with joy, yes. It's tears of joy. Yeah. Take the knife away from his own throat, quick. <laughs> One man, a personal enemy of Jovian, fearing for his life now that Jovian yeah. was now the emperor, fled the camp and defected to the Persians, informing them that Julian was dead and Jovian was now in charge. Sharpor grins. A big grin and carried on with his tactics of harrowing the Roman column. Yeah. Things looking very good for Sharpot here. The, yeah. Yes, they are. If we were doing Persian emperors... No, Persian king of kings, Totalus Rankium. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a good story, this one, for Sharpot yeah. too. Good starting episode. Yeah. So, Sharpot thinks, what could I do now just to help them out a bit? They're in need. Send in the elephants. <gasps> oh, yes. And another quote here. When we accordingly were just beginning to leave, the Persians attacked us with the elephants in front. By the unapproachable and frightful stench of these brutes, horses and men were at first thrown into confusion. But the Jovians and the Herculaneae, the bodyguard, <laughs> after killing a few of the beasts, bravely resisted the mail-clad horsemen. Again, we get the idea that the elephants, actually, it's their smell was worse than anything else. Yeah, they're not threatening, they're not dangerous anyway, but Just bloody hell they stink. That's yeah. awful. So, Persians were fought off again, but again, many died. There was only so long the Romans could withstand this. Smelly elephants. <laughs> yes. It is time to move on. So the next day, they managed to travel upriver and find a valley to shelter in. The steep walls of the valley kept the camp safe on three sides, and they fortified the fourth side. The Persians lined up on top of the valley and just threw missiles down at them and shouted abuse. You smell. Apparently they were berating the Romans for letting their emperor die that they had killed. (laughs) Um... It's like you you can't even protect your own emperor. You are worthless. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Not, Not very nice. The Romans didn't like that. Suddenly a charge of horses broke through the fortifications at the front of the camp. The horsemen charged full on for the centre and to the tent of Jovian. They were a stone throw away of Jovian's tent when they were finally brought down. Ooh. I just have this image of Jovian hearing a noise, stepping outside his tent, a dead horse skidding to his feet. (laughs) That's just been brought down by an arrow. What film was that? 300. 
It is that rhino. Yes, Shoots exactly. Shoots your head, something like that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that, that's the image I've got in my head. Here. It's a very terrified, shot looking Jovian. Yeah. What, what's oh. this noise? And just steps out. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it appears we were under attack. <laughs> Who's up for a barbecue, lads? <laughs> hey! <laughs> Jeff. Yeah, well, they are starving at this point. They have well, lost most of their food. So, um, yeah, maybe the horses would have gone down well. Horses and cannibalism. Mm. Mm. That's probably not true, by the way. What's not true? Cannibalism. We'll get to that. What? <laughs> that night, they set off again. This time, they reached a part of the river that had artificially raised banks to stop Saracen raiders. So, yes, as we said last week, you got you got a different type of barbarian in the Persian Empire. Yeah. You got your Saracen raiders instead. So the Romans were able to use this raised bank to protect themselves. And for a while, the going was easier. However, food was running short, and the horses were not faring well at all. Suddenly, the rear of the column was attacked by the very Saracen raiders that the raised banks were supposed to protect against. So they were yeah. both so busy looking out for Persians, <laughs> and suddenly they were attacked by this Saracen horde. But why are they attacking? Seems a bit mean. Easy pickings. That's certainly one of the reasons. However, there is another. A few months previously, the Saracen raiders had asked Julian for some payments to stop them from attacking the Eastern Roman provinces. Blackmail. Yeah. Now, they had been informally paid off for a while under Constantius II. You guys, just leave us alone. We'll give you some cash. And it had worked. But once Julian was in charge, Julian replied, A warlike and watchful emperor has steel, not gold. Which is a really cool line. It is really cool. If he didn't die a few months later. Yeah, that's true. And leave everyone in this mess. And it's now coming back to bite them. <laughs> this anecdote just sums Julian up in my mind. It's like yeah. the potential is so there for him yeah. to be brilliant. But he died. A lot of silly mistakes. And left everyone in a mess. Yeah. And you just can't escape that. So unfortunately, he didn't get Jenny Caesar. No. Which did upset a few people. Yeah, they questioned it. But I think we explained why. I st- I stand, very valid. I stand by my judgment. I, really I stand by I wasn't impressed at all. I mean, yeah. like you said, we miss a lot of stuff out. But also, you know, you, the point that you made about it being such a biased source. Yeah, well, it's, it's done now. It's done now. Yeah. Let's move on. Right. <laughs> that boat has been burnt with all the resources on, so... <laughs> yes. So, the Romans suffer more losses here, but were able to push the raiders back. The men by this point were a breaking point. The sun's beating down, their supplies are low, and it's just attack after attack. They're dying. You just know that when you wake up in the morning, one of your friends is going to be dead if you're not you by the end. Oh. It's quite miserable. Yeah. A rumour starts to go round that they were actually almost home. <laughs> and all they needed to do was cross the river, nip across a few miles of desert, and they'd be there. Which, to be fair, wasn't far from the truth. How many miles? A few. <laughs> <laughs> the rumour became so strong that the men were close to mutiny. They wanted to cross the river, damn it. Yeah. We've got to get away from here. We've got to stop following the river, cross the river, escape across the desert. The generals tried to calm the men down, pointing out that the river was currently swollen. And if they tried to cross now, it really could end in disaster. Oh dear. However, the men were having none of this. They wanted to escape. The enemy's on this side of the river. If we're on the other side of the river, we will be safe. It's understandable. 
I'd probably be one of the mutineers. Yes. Eventually, Jovian gives in, but orders that a small detachment of Gallic troops and hired barbarian forces should go first. Hmm. I can't help but notice that, yeah, the, the people that follow Julian. Yeah. yeah. None of Constantius's band. No. So they go first, just in case the current was so strong it would sweep them away. The troops, however, perhaps because they were used to nipping across the Rhine, managed <laughs> to cross the river safe and sound. They came across a Persian guard post and killed them all in their sleep, and then signalled back across the river that it was safe to build a bridge. They'd secured the other bank. Nice. Jovian orders the bridge be made with inflated skins of animals. A balloon bridge. A balloon bridge with animal skins. <laughs> Actual animal skins? Like, sort of like, you know, when you do like balloon modelling. Oh, that's a good point. Maybe I've misinterpreted. Like loads Maybe. of dogs. Yeah. It's really squeaky climbing over. Yeah. The Persians heard him kill them all. I, I, he, he really did make me stop and think here. Because you just kill the horse, it's almost dead, skin the horse, and then what? Just blow in its mouth. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh. I mean, well, it wouldn't. There'd be so many holes. There would. You've got to like, put your fingers in the holes. <laughs> how do you do this? I, so it should. I, yeah, but, I mean, how tightly you, do you sew to make it airtight? I just don't, I don't understand. How do you inflate an animal I guess you'd skin? need like, to tar it as well. You'd have to use something, wouldn't you? Like on a ship. Right, those of you listening who like do reenactments and stuff, have you ever done this? <laughs> <laughs> and if so, let us know. How how do you blow a horse up so you can float it in a river <laughs> and cross? There's an image. Of <laughs> <laughs> people on blow up horses just <laughs> bobbing in the river. <laughs> yes. Yeah, maybe it's not a bridge. It's just guys just kill your horse. Get the skin off. Blow it up. Off we go. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Then there's one smug git that remember to bring the blow up puffy thing. Oh yeah, everyone's the there just going <laughs> and one person just plugs his electronic yeah. air pump in. <laughs> He's just one horse after another. <laughs> no, and they're all his. Then he puts away, sorry, I don't I shouldn't oh, be sharing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh it's broken down, I'm sorry. So annoying. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> while the image of Romans attempting to blow up their horse skins is in your head, yeah, yes. suddenly frame that image with black circles. You know, like they do in a film. Oh, yeah. It indicates someone's watching with binoculars. Oh, yes. Got yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, you got that right. So, so you got the image of all these Romans blowing up their horses. Yeah. yeah. Gesture it the wrong way. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> 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 Not that end, Jeff. <laughs> so then just just suddenly cut the camera, it pans around, and there's Sharpaw with a big grin on his face. <laughs> they look like idiots. <laughs> yes, they do. We've built a bridge over there. <laughs> yes, Sharpaw has a close eye on them. The Romans spent two miserable days attempting to build this bridge, but the river current was just too strong. Anyone who jumped on a blow-up horse was just swept down the river. <laughs> Capsized. <laughs> yeah, it just wasn't working. <laughs> and during all of this, whilst the bridge wasn't working, the Persians kept sending troops at them, yeah. just chipping away at them, not offering full-on battle, just chipping away. Ammianus insists here that the Persians were shaken by how the Romans were still fighting back. Oh, really? I just don't believe that. 
Mm. I just don't. I think the Persians are going, this is brilliant. <laughs> they are in full retreat mode. We can just pick them off. I just think they waited till they like like 50% of the army pops up their horses. Release arrows. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no! <laughs> GG! <laughs> yeah. Start again. There's like loads of horses some with called plaster marks on them. Yeah. Trying again. <laughs> Boing! Yeah, two days of that. Oh, I'd be an yeah. Very was... light-headed soldier. <laughs> yeah. It was also at this time that they ran out of food. Ooh. Yeah. All hope goes out of the Romans at this point. It was do-or-die time. And I quote, Deprived of everything useful, excited by hunger and wrath, they were in a state of frenzy and eager to lose their lives by the sword rather than by starvation. The most shameful kind of death. The, the troops by this point have just gone, you know what, let's just charge at them. Let's last die. Stand. It's last stand. It was, however, exactly at this time that Shapur sent some envoys. Maybe he sensed that the desperate last stand was about yeah. to happen, so let's just nip that out of the bud. Let's stop the de- desperate last stand. If, of course, this is actually what happens... Because it would not surprise me if this is Amianus making it up and it was actually the Romans going to the Persians just pleading, please, please. Because, yeah, because he's making them out like the heroes again, so they're, they were, you know, getting ready to fight and everything. Yeah, and exactly. Yeah. I, I, in my mind, the Romans are just trying to run at this point. So, the envoys meet in the Roman tent with Jovian. Jovian was informed that the merciful king of King Shapur would for humanitarian reasons, allow the Romans to return home, no longer under the constant threat of attack. However, (laughs) all land that was taken by Diocletian and Galerius had to be given back. Remember that meeting where Diocletian and Galerius did really well? Yeah. All got to go back. A total of five regions, 15 cities or forts, including Nisibis, had to be returned to the Persians. Rome also had to withdraw influence in Armenia and vow not to get involved with Armenian politics ever again. And I can't help but feel they also asked for their hat stand back. Oh, no. Yeah. (laughs) That hat stand. You mean our emperor? No. The hat stand. (laughs) It's a good job that they've taken Valerian with them. Well, it's useful. It's it's just useful, isn't it? (laughs) So, yeah, they had him on hand. He He was able to be given back. Amianus claims that it would have been better to fight ten times over than accept these terms. Amianus was not impressed that Jovian accepts this. But I get the feeling that's easier to say afterwards than at the time. Yeah, and say, so, well, yeah, we could have fought, died, and they would have taken it anyway. Well, yeah, at uh, least we survived. Jovian's got two choices. He either gives in, gets some of his troops home, and, and himself. To, <laughs> yeah, and lives to fight another day, or he fights and then everyone loses anyway. Mm. So I can't help but feel he, he kind of does what he has to do at that point. According to Amianus, Jovian debated on whether to sign for a while. But some of his advisers put the idea into his head that Procopius was still out there somewhere. Remember Procopius? Yeah. You underlined earlier. Yeah. Post-it note on the side of the uh, family tree there. Yeah. He's got a claim to the throne, albeit an insanely weak one. Jovian's advisors whispering in his ear, Procopius will try and take the purple unless you get back quickly. You can't be bogged down here. 
I imagine that's some very panicked generals going, we're hungry, let's get home. Yeah, just any reason. Give him any reason. Tell him Procopius will take the throne. Just oh, I want some food. <laughs> the treaty was signed. However, the men were still dying. Men by this point were just deserting the camp in droves. They weren't Ooh. hanging around. We'll make our own way back. It's only a quick skip and a hop across the desert there. How hard can that be? Men were deserting, half mad with hunger, and attempting to swim the river. Most drowned. Those that did not drown were picked off by the Persian scouts that were on the other side of the river. I thought they were allowed to go free. The army are. The deserters aren't. Oh, no, okay. The deserters are just deserters. (laughs) They're just people. They're target practice. (laughs) Exactly. Eventually, without having to defend against the Persians, the Romans did manage to build a bridge. They managed to string together enough blown-up horses. Jovian wasn't stupid, however. He was still sending out scouts. The scouting party returned with, with reports that the Persians were building their own bridge further up the river. Ammianus reports that they, the Persians stopped as soon as they were discovered, but doesn't say anything else, unusually. I'm guessing Jovian wrote to Sharpor and said, look, you said we'd be able to go without you following us. What are you playing at? And Sharpor went, oh, okay then. Fine. <laughs> Fine. Of course. Fair cop. So... At last, the Roman army crossed the Tigris, and they head into the desert. Now, it's not quite a short skip and a hop until home, but it's not far to Hatra. So they make it to Hatra quite quickly, where they rest for a while. They still have no supplies, however. Oh. There's nothing in Hatra, it's deserted at this time. Okay. But there's a roof over your head, which is what you really need when you're in a desert. That's true. (laughs) All they need to do now is cross 70 miles of arid desert. With no supplies. And they'd be home. What was Julian thinking? <laughs> Seriously. And I... burn them all. <laughs> He's an idiot. Can I, can I knock him down a few more points? Is there an opposite to Gene Cesar? <laughs> well, to be fair, when Julian said burn the supplies, he was surrounded by food. Yeah, he caused this. Yeah, he really did. He needs memento damnation damnorti morier thing. Damnorti. Yeah, he's he's a damn naughty, is what he needs. (laughs) Yeah. Right, well, I'll quote her when they got to Hatra. Here we learnt, on a plain extending for 70 miles through dry regions, the only water that there was was salted and ill-smelling, and nothing there was to eat except southern wood, wormwood, dragonwort, and other plants of the most wretched sort. Therefore the vessels which we carried with us were filled with fresh water, and by killing the camels and other pack animals, we provided ourselves with food, and wholesome as it was. So they are literally scraping together anything they can for this 70-mile march. Sounds like a, um, how much better it would have been if um, Bear Grylls was there with them? Oh, Bear Grylls would have, he's already home by this point. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. After six days... They ran out of rations. Not even grass was growing at this point. It gets to the point where they're all about to lay down and die. Oh. But just in time, they reach Ur. I remember that place. Yes, Ur. Which had some supplies in. Ooh, because Procopius had swung by Ur when he was marching towards the Tigris with his decoy army. <laughs> Unfortunately, supplies are armour. <laughs> <laughs> yes. They get there, they open the supply cupboard. There's a lot of cardboard cutouts of men here. Where's the food? Oh, 
<laughs> there's look, there's whole whole boxes of food and fruit and no, Jeff, no, that's their cardboard cutouts. Oh. Yes, need the cardboard. In fact, this isn't even a. Uh, this is just a cardboard cutout of a fort. <laughs> <sighs> but in this relative safety, however, so they've got some supplies here. It's it's not home, but it's a bit of a top up. Jovian was finally able to start thinking about his rule. He sent word across the Emperor of Julian's demise. Their great emperor had bravely fallen whilst defeating the evil Persian Empire that now bowed at their feet. Yeah, he just lied through his teeth. He said they won. Do you think he's going to know he's going to die soon? So I'll go for broke. <laughs> yeah. It. Oh, a by the way, we've lost a lot of our empire as well. <laughs> <laughs> a letter was then sent to his father-in-law with instructions to go to Milan and keep it happy. Jovian feared that Milan who really liked Julian, would not be happy at Julian's death. So, so go and cheer those up, please, father-in-law. Unfortunately for Jovian, rumour outstrips the false news of victory, and it was not long before the people of Nisibis learnt that their city had been given up to the Persians. The army are not home yet, so off they go again. The supplies from Ur did not last very long at all. There wasn't much there. So back out into the desert they go. This time, supplies run out even quicker. Oh dear. Men are starting to drop like flies. There's few soldiers that decide to have showers. <laughs> you know, just pour the water on themselves. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm sweaty. <laughs> yeah, someone, Hygiene. Someone gets their hose out. This, this is a hose pipe band, seriously. <laughs> <sighs> Some people. Put the sprinkler away. <laughs> yeah. I'll quote Amianus here. I'll quote Amianus here. Things are getting very, very bad. And he says, We should have been forced to resort to human bodies had not the flesh of the slain pack animals held out for a time. Ooh. So it really got to the point where they were thinking of turning to cannibalism. Wow. Yeah. I was just joking earlier. Yeah. (laughs) But the result was that many arms and packs were thrown away, for we were so wasted by fearful hunger that if anywhere a single peck of meal was found, which seldom happened, it was sold for ten gold pieces, and that was considered a cheap price. Yeah, I'm thinking like scorpions here and just desert things, like lizards and all sorts. Yeah, I mean, this is no longer an army. They don't have weapons These anymore. are survivors. <laughs> yeah, these are people trying to survive in the desert. Wow. There's a very real chance they're not going to make it home. Eventually, though, after a lot of deaths, they reach the next place of safety. Somewhat awkwardly, it's Nisibis. Oh! (laughs) Oh, hi, guys. Hi. How are you? The people of Nisibis were convinced that their emperor would not turn against them. Here's the emperor. He's come to set the rumours down. It's going to be fine. He he won't sell us off to the person. See, see, Joven, if he's clever now would play the game and he's out the door. <laughs> well, we'll see. <laughs> Maybe that's how you do this. Of course, no, it's yeah, fine. Yeah, it's fine, yeah. Can I have all your water and food, please? Yes, Thank we you. need it to uh, fight the Persians. Yes. <laughs> Bye. But the Persians are that way. Sorry, can't hear you. Too busy marching. So, like your new flags, by the way. <laughs> yeah, well, Jovian and his army reached the city walls. But instead of entering make camp outside the city. This is the first hint to the citizens of Nisibis that things are not going to end too well here. <laughs> Why can't you come in? We're not out on Persian territory. <laughs> ow! Ow! What are you nudging me for? 
Yeah. The very next day, envoys from Persia arrived. I can't help but feel they turn up on, on horses looking just totally fresh and relaxed. <laughs> Hi, guys. Far day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, that, that five-minute trek from Ur was, <laughs> yeah. was quite challenging. Oh, I broke a sweat, I did. Yeah. <laughs> you guys all right there? Patch me the ice flannel. <laughs> I wish I'd dab myself. With permission from Jovian, the Persians entered the city and planted the Persian standard in the centre, claiming the city for Persia. Then they declared that all must leave the city. Ooh. Yeah, the Persians weren't going to just take over. They were kicking everyone out. We'll remake this city in our own image. And I quote, When all were commanded to leave their homes at once, with tears and outstretched hands, they begged that they might not be compelled to depart. But this fell on deaf ears. Jovian stood and watched, helpless to do anything. Sorry. <laughs> A bit awkward. Then one prominent citizen stepped forward. This prominent citizen pointed out, and I quote, Constantius once, when the flames of war was raging, had been defeated by the Persians, and finally been driven into flight with a few followers, where he was obliged to live on a bit of bread which he begged from an old peasant woman. But this is a story I've not come across before. We didn't include that in a Constantius no. episode, so nothing to back that up. And yet, up to his last day, he lost nothing, whereas Jovian, at the beginning of his principate, had abandoned the defences of provinces whose bulwarks had remained unshaken from the earliest of times. Well, that's not quite true, but... <laughs> well, yeah. But, to sum up, look, Constantius didn't give up on us, and you've given up on us straight away. How could you? How do you sleep at night, Jovian? <laughs> on the sand. <laughs> <laughs> Hungry. <laughs> Still, Jovian was not moved. Another prom prominent citizen steps forward. All very eloquent citizens, aren't they? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Taking a turn. This one has a crown. I hearken to your... A crown? Yes. And offers it to Jovian, implying that Jovian should rule the city, not abandon it. Again, Jovian stated he had signed an oath. Nisibis was now Persian. The man with the crown, once the crown had been refused, replied bitterly, Thus may you be crowned, O Emperor, by the rest of your cities. Ooh, nice. That's quite cool. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't say what happened to him. <laughs> I can only imagine. Eaten. <laughs> <laughs> the soldiers were then ordered to escort the citizens out of the city and threaten death to all those that refused to leave. And again, I quote, No sound save the universal wailing was to be heard. The matrons tore their hair, since they were to be sent into exile from their homes in which they were born and reared. Mobbers who had lost their children, and widows bereft of their husbands, mourned that they were driven far from the ashes of their loved ones, and the weeping throng embraced the doors or the thresholds of their homes. It's not positive, is it? It's not cheerful. No. Eventually the city was emptied. Jovian sent men off to do the same for the other fourteen cities and forts that had to be handed over that still had citizens in them. At some point around this time, we're not sure exactly when, Procopius arrived. Oh, he's alive! He is alive! Can't help but feel. Jovian just looks at them and just goes, Where the hell have you been? Oh, a spa weekend, sir. Yeah. Oh, a Tessaphon! Oh. Yeah. He said Paris. Yeah, we were. I know we've been, we've been down the road waiting for you. I thought you hadn't turned up. Oh well. 
Never mind. Mars bar? Yeah. Right, lads. Unhook the cardboard cutouts. <laughs> yeah. So, decor army come back. Procopius then takes the ashes of Julian, as he is the last remaining family member, just about, and heads off to Tarsus with the ashes. Yeah. Once Procopius had performed this duty, he disappeared. Ooh. In a puff of smoke. He leaves our story here. But ho ho, he'll be back. Ooh. He will be back. So he's not the last Constantinian. So you lied reading the episode, is what you're saying? Um, no, there's a reason why you've not got a box around him. You only underlined it. Okay, fair enough. He's going to be back, but he's not going to be back. Okay. Yeah. Not back, back. I don't want to give too much away, though. All right, that's fine. Yeah. Okay. A few weeks later, Jovian finally gets back to Antioch. It was not a long stay. Jovian wanted to get back to Constantinople. He'd got some feedback that his uh, his rule was not going down too well. <laughs> he wanted to get back to the capital to try and do some damage limitation here. But while he was in Antioch, he thought he might as well reserve some of these anti-Christian reforms that Julian had started. Yeah. Jovian was a Christian himself, okay. so let's just start allowing Christians to do things again. There we go. Also, while he was there, he received news that Athanasius, our yeah. wandering bishop, had returned from his fourth exile. Athanasius, as soon as he heard Julian was dead, decided to go home again. Yeah. Yay. In fact, Jovian found out Athanasius was in Antioch, Ooh. awaiting an audience with him. So Jovian meets up with Athanasius and is more than happy to reinstate him as the bishop of Alexandria and support Athanasius in reaffirming the anti-Aryan views in the East. Okay. And then Athanasius, with a skip in his step, heads back to Alexandria. His fourth exile is now officially over. Yes. He's only got one more to do now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So everything's looking good for him now. So Jovian then sets off again. He soon reaches Tarsus. This is where he receives news that Procopius has suddenly disappeared. Oh, well, he thought, never mind. I'll deal with that later. But then he also received some other news. His father-in-law was dead. Remember, his father-in-law had been sent to Milan just to make sure everything was fine. Yeah. Turned out everything wasn't fine. (laughs) Yeah. Stabbed in the face. Well, his father got to Milan, but when he did get to Milan, he heard that some people in Gaul was not accepting Jovian's rule. So, off Jovian's father-in-law went with his trusted friend, Valentinian. Box around his name. You mentioned him last week, didn't you? I did mention him last week. This is another name drop for Valentinian here. So off they go to rectify the problem. The father-in-law was able to sway the men in Reims, where the yeah. problem was. <laughs> However, according to reports, Jovian's father-in-law then went, and I quote, off the rails. <laughs> Honestly, that is the quote. Really? Yeah, that one yeah. of the translations I've got, they went for off the rails, Brilliant. which just seems a bit weird, because yeah. they certainly didn't have rails. So I then had to go and get a different translation just to see what it would be. Ran off the tracks was the other translation, okay. which makes a bit more sense. But they didn't have trains. No, rails really doesn't work. And tracks? Um, well, the track as in the road track, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Tracks bit... implies train, though. Yeah, I know. It's, it's a modern thing, though, I guess. So they're trying to find the most modern... Yeah, it was... Well, it says... Metaphor. Ammianus says in his text, in parenthesis afterwards, as the saying goes. So yeah. it is, it's a Roman idiom, basically, that was yeah. used at the time. We just... I don't know what the literal translation was, unfortunately. Chariot left the Colosseum. 
Yes. Anyway, this was when, apparently, Jovian's father-in-law decided it was a good time, bearing in mind this is when all of Gaul is about to revolt, thought it was a good time to do a financial audit of the area. Oh. Yes. The finance officer in charge of the area was less than pleased about this because he'd been cooking the books for quite some time. <laughs> and he knew he was about to get caught. So the finance officer fled to the army barracks nearby and informed everyone who would listen that Julian was actually alive and well and Jovian was attempting a coup. Oh. In the excitement, Jovian's father-in-law was killed. Oh dear. Valentinian, however, you'll be pleased to know, escaped. I had a feeling he would. I thought so too. So Jovian, upon hearing this news, realised he could do nothing about this for now. So it was time to just get back to Constantinople. Everything will be fine as soon as I get back to Constantinople. I'll be able to sort everything out. So one morning, on the borders of Bithynia, Jovian was found dead in his bed. What? Yeah. That... Uh, what? Yeah, that was sudden, wasn't it? He just suddenly dies. What did the autopsy say? Well, there are options. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Go on. So, how did Jovian die? Da -da -ba 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 -da. Option number one. The smell of fresh plaster in his room killed him. Number two... <laughs> Well, I've got a quote to back this up. Gibbon blamed it on the walls of the apartment, the unwholesome moisture of the fresh plaster. That doesn't back anything up. No, it doesn't. That's just where I got it from. Unless they plastered it in arsenic. Then Maybe it's... they did. Yeah. Asbestos in the walls. <laughs> that takes years, though. That, that, that's as long game kind of murder. <laughs> Maybe it is. Maybe Jovian's tent since the start of the campaign had actually been an asbestos tent. How, how long has he been campaigning for? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not long enough. <laughs> Plus, do you really want insulation in your tent in the desert? Maybe not. Well, it keeps heat out, though, as well. Oh, that's a good point. Of course. Didn't think of that. Right. <laughs> um, okay, number two. He ate too many mushrooms one night and died. So he overdosed on shrooms. Yeah. Or, as Gibbon puts it, by some it was ascribed to the consequence of indigestion. <laughs> Occasioned either by the quantity of the wine or the quality of the mushrooms which he had swallowed in the evening. See, Pepto-Bismol, got some of that, been fine. Yep. Number three. The fumes of his fire overwhelmed him. Like carbon monoxide. Carbon monoxide poisoning, yes. This is the theory that many historians go for. And I quote again. He was suffocated in his sleep by the vapour of charcoal. So those are your, your three options that are given officially. <laughs> that went around then. But as Amianus himself pointed out, and I quote him now, as far as I know, no investigation was made of the death. <laughs> Very heavily implying here that actually Jovian was poisoned. And I quote Gibbon again, malicious whispers of poison. Mm. So, was it just a bad accident? Or did someone just go, you know what, this is ridiculous, let's kill him off? Well, in my head, the most likely one is the CO2. But they would have known that by that point, and they would have things like chimneys and stuff to remove all that. So Those little spots you can put on the wall, and if they get too dark, you know, there's too much CO2. Yeah, you had one of them as well. Yeah. I, 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 it's the most likely one, but also very unlikely, because they knew about fires in places. It seems more likely than the mushrooms and somehow the plastic. <laughs> no, fresh plaster I'm not even going to talk about. Um, Let's face it. It's, yeah, he, he was killed. poisoned, wasn't he? Was, he? Yeah, that's a... <laughs> we have no idea who by. No. Um, but we are definitely saying he's definitely killed. Well, he wasn't doing a great job. 
And a lot of people disliked the fact he was in charge. Who, who's the next emperor? I'm not going to give it away. All right. Who's next after Jovi on the poster, Rob? But I mean, he had boxed his name twice already. Right. Okay. Was he there? Well, no. Valentinian's in Gaul at the moment. Is he well liked? No. Uh, well, we'll get all into all no, that. We're okay. getting into Valentinian's Sorry. episode here. Yeah. So it's just he's so Jovian's so boring. I'm losing interest now. <laughs> so there you go. Jovian's dead. Okay. Right. You ready to, to rate his rule? <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. Fightius Maximus. Fightius Maximus. I'm going to start, though. I feel bad for him. Yeah. He inherited a load of crap. Oh, well, we, we yeah, we'll get into that. We will. So his fighting. He didn't do any. Yeah. In his defence here, he was put in charge of a demoralised and all but beaten Roman army deep in Persian territory. Like, could anyone have done any different here? I think you could have put Julius Caesar in there. It wouldn't have made a difference. I, he's it's like, well done, you're now in charge of this defeated army. And now you've got to try and get home. He's just slightly, slightly faded purple robe. Yeah, it's not good. But let's not let him off the hook. Let's look at bad. He lost. Yep. The war against the Persians, he gave in. Not Julian. Julian died fighting. Yeah, no, it was Julian's loss. <laughs> In it my was. mind. It is. Yeah. It... I, uh, Jovian had to pick up the pieces. Julian lost the war. he didn't have a choice. He didn't have a choice. Yeah. I, well, you have to give this, give this, well, yeah, you can Well, you to. say that. Ammianus critiques him for this reason. For two reasons, in fact. First, for not fighting to the death. And I quote him, It would have been better to fight ten battles than to give up, as I said earlier. But also, Ammianus then goes on to say that actually they should have run away rather than formally give up. So, retreat. Well, retreat, run away. (laughs) One sounds far more organised, doesn't it? (laughs) Well, I'll quote here. While a deliberate discussion was going on on what ought to be determined, this is when they're by the river blowing up their horses. Four days passed (laughs) by, full of torment from hunger and worse than any death. If the Emperor, before letting the envoys go, had used this space of time to withdraw gradually from the enemy's territories, he could surely have reached the protection of Corduena, a rich region belonging to us, and distant only a hundred miles from the spot where all this took place. So Amianus is saying we should have legged it. But, I mean, people were deserting at the time and crossing the river, and they were being picked off one by one, so... And they were deserting because they're cows, because they thought, well, I'm going to die anyway. It's yeah. Just, I've got a better chance. And if they tried to desert the Persians, oh, they were already building that bridge up the river. They would have just swooped down on them and killed them. Yeah, I just don't... don't see it. I did, the Romans at the time blamed Jovian for the defeat... And, bla- and said that this was disgraceful. No. I think he's getting a bit of a bad rap here. He's getting a massive bad rap. However, I can't score him highly. Oh, no, he can't get any points for Fightius Max. No, not at all. No, he gets nothing at all, but <clears throat> I still think... It's unfair. It's a bum deal. <laughs> yes. That's what it is. <laughs> he's dealt a bad hand. He certainly was. Okay, next round. Approvium Crisium. He wanted to be emperor. Oh, did he? At no point does it say he wanted to do that. That's true. He accepted it, though. The other guy didn't. Oh, that's true. But the other guy was respected and therefore had the clout to refuse. Maybe Jovian just couldn't. That's true. Yeah. Well, we do actually have something here, despite his short reign. This is when they get back to Nisibis mm. and they're camped outside the city walls. There's obviously some internal tension going on by this point. Some people disagreeing with the way the retreat's working. Yeah. Another man, also named Jovian, unfortunately. <laughs> just because... Or him J-Dog. 
yeah, J-Dog. J-Dog's high up in command. They're all sitting around for a meal when, and I quote, J-Dog... That's not part of the quote. (laughs) (laughs) J-Dog was taken from the dining table, led to a secluded spot, thrown headlong into a dry well, and crushed by a great number of stones that were thrown upon him. The reason for this, undoubtedly, was that after Julian's death, he too was named by a few as worthy of the throne. So Jovian's got a bit jealous. Ooh. So it's a kilter one in a horrific way. Yeah. Now, actually, there is some suggestion that the only reason why people agreed to Jovian becoming the emperor is because everyone thought they meant J-Dog. Not Jovian. They got the wrong Jovian. They got the wrong Jovian. <laughs> Could you imagine? In that tent of generals, yeah, actually, Jovian, that would work. Yeah. <laughs> the other one walks in. <laughs> oh, oh, God, no. Or they, they hear all the cheering in the distance. It's like, ah, oh, Jovian's out there. This is going to work well. And then J-Dog walks in the tent. Aren't you meant to be out there? No. No, no. Jo- jo- the other Jovian's out there. Just silence. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Oh, that's bad. <laughs> so, yeah, there is a theory that Jovian never should have been Emperor in the first place. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's sort of... That's horrific. <laughs> oh, it wasn't Roger that did it, was it? Oh, no, because he, he was at the camp at the time. Yeah, yeah. Roger. No, that's not Roger. He never makes mistakes. Okay, um, so that that's bad. Good saying. Well, he didn't really do much to indicate he was insane. No. Um, but... Zero. No, I'm going to give him a point for right. throwing someone headlong down a well and crushing him with stones. I'll give him zero. Really? That's, that's quite... A... Why are you just getting rid of me? How many other emperors have they done things like that? I would say, well, they just solidified their, their premiership. I'm not giving him much. I'm giving him a point. That's all right. I'm not blaming you. And I, yeah. I agree with your point, but I'm, I can't... I'm not giving Okay, he's only getting one. Okay. Yeah, that's that's not crazy. Success Ultimus. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Amianus, at one point during his account of what happens, suddenly starts talking directly to the god of fortune. (laughs) And this sums Jovian up well. So he says to the god of fortune, When storms shattered our country, you did snatch the helm from the hands of an experienced steersman and entrust it to an untried youth, who, since he was known during his previous life for no brilliant deeds, cannot justly be blamed or praised. Hmm. Samianus is just saying that he's a non-entity. Can't really yeah. blame him for this. How, what could he do? But equally, he certainly didn't do anything great. He's so pathetic, it's barely worth my time. Yeah, well, okay, well, let's, let's, let's think about this. He was put in an impossible position. Yes, he was. I did have to think about this. I genuinely think he is in the worst starting point of any emperor we've ever had. That is very true. I but, feel sorry for him. I did think of the likes of Aurelian taking yeah. charge at the the bay rock bottom of the crisis. But there are things you can do to manage that. Yeah, I mean, he's not literally in the middle of a desert surrounded by people. He, he's not, he wasn't facing death himself at the time. No. I thought about Gallienus and everything's falling apart. Yeah. Equally, no. I mean, none of the crisis emperors, yes, they were in bad positions, but not personally in that much threat of their own lives straight yeah. away. Yeah, it's just it's just a really, really rubbish hand to be dealt when starting to be emperor. You could argue also that if you were a Christian, then he was a force for good. He was reversed all of those anti-Christian edicts that Julian yeah. set out. However, I personally think 
If you're a pagan, it's the opposite. So these kind of cancel <laughs> each other out. That's true. Yeah. It's not as if the empire was full of Christians at this point. In fact, Christianity is still the minority. Mm. So I don't think you can really get many points for that. Bad. All that stuff with Nisibis is not good. <laughs> The, the, the wailing indecisive. and the screaming and the clutching hold of your door frames and the... Uh... And you're just standing there. Nope. Watching. Yeah. And fe- well, I don't know how he's feeling. He'd probably be very upset by this and very distraught I'm, by I'm it. I'm sure he was. It can't be nice to see, but... And there's nothing you do. There's, he's got a starving army outside the gates. Then what yeah. could they do? It'd be more death for everyone. Then. At least they're alive. He'd been kicked out. I personally think Ju- Julian's got just as much to blame as Jovian. Yes. Yeah. But Jovian can't escape all blame. Jovian also has to accept some blame. The fact is, the Empire is smaller now, at the end of his reign, than it was at the start. But he couldn't help that. It had to be. There was no other option for that. Yeah, he, but there was nothing he could do, but he didn't but it's, do anything, is. and it's his. There's nothing he could do. Yeah. I, I know, I, I know. know. It's, I know. it's yeah. a shame. Zosimus says this. After a reign of beep... Don't want to ruin that. In which short time he had not been able to render the public any essential service. He just didn't do anything. His entire reign was attempting to get back to Constantinople. Yeah. Which he got through all the tough part, and it was right at the end. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I, he just can't have anything, can he? No, he can't. Cause he's, he's put the empire back. Yeah. That's zero again. Sorry, Jovian. Not looking good. Image face. How do you think he looked? I've got him already. We've already drawn him. He's looking hungry. He's saying food. Um, maybe not too far off. Only got coins. Certainly no time to make a bust in the desert. Oh dear. But we do have a description. Sandstone bust. Oh, uh, yeah. Maybe there were. He walked with a dignified bearing. His expression was very cheerful. His eyes were grey. He was so unusually tall that for some time no imperial robe could be found that was long enough for him. In the middle of a desert. I'm yeah. Sure. It's like, here, dude, dress him in the purple. Oh, well, that's embarrassing. Comes up to his waist. I still see his ankles. <laughs> you wearing socks in those sandals. Oh, oh dear. And they're white with smiley feet. Oh, oh Jovian. Jovian. Jovian? Oh, hang on. <laughs> You're not the one wanted. Yeah. Um, okay, so that's the description, and here's what he looked like. Flat, scary eyes. They're going back to the scary eye look, aren't they? Yeah, actually, that's a good point. Slightly scary eyes. Just kind of... Big face. Big face, slightly chubby in the cheeks. Generic. It's certainly not impressing me. Um, three. <sighs> yeah, okay, I'll give him three as well. It's really not great, is it? That's 1.5. Temple completed. How long do you think he lasts? It can't be. It must be a couple of months. It feels. It feels like a couple of months. Slightly longer. It took a while to get through that desert. Okay. Um, six months. Not bad. From the twenty seventh of June three six three to the seventeenth of February two six four. Uh, over Christmas then. Oh yeah, yeah. We've so got eight, Christmas. Eight months. We're gonna say zero point seven years for that one. That's a total of zero point zero nine for Tembo Completo. Oh, brilliant. Oh, we've not seen the like for a while. It's a grand total of 2.59. 2.59. Oh, dear. Is he third? Third worst? Fourth worst. Fourth? Wow. That's higher than I was expecting. <laughs> he is better than Balbinus, 
who, if you remember, when Pupianus went to go and fight Thrax, Babonus <laughs> just stayed home and watched Rome burn. That's true. He is better than Hostilian, who did nothing but die of smallpox. Yep. And he's better than Quintilus, who did nothing... Who just killed himself. Yeah, who just did nothing. So well done. <laughs> well done, <Javion. laughs> He also lasted a lot longer than any of those people. He's not quite as good as Numerian. Hmm. Who also... I mean, who? <laughs> I can't even remember his episode. Numerian was the one who got dodgy eyes on the way home. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and just was dead in his litter for six months. Yeah, that's the, that's the one. <laughs> yeah, so apparently he was better than Jovian. In fact, quite similar in a way. That was coming back after um, attacking yeah. Persia. After his yeah. predecessor had died in Persia, he came back and then died before getting back home. That's true. They are both very similar, Numerian and Jovian, aren't they? Only Numerian was in a litter dead most of the time, whereas Jovian was walking, starving. Yeah. Uh, a lot of parallels. Yeah. Anyway, I suppose we should do Gene Caesar. Do they have a certain Gene Caesar? I feel really sorry for him. It He's really dealt a is. massively rubbish hand. I know. It just And there's no way out of it. No, there's nothing you can do. You've already lost the war. In the same way he's lost his Gene Caesar, but Yeah. Um I feel really bad though, it's not fair. That's probably what was going through his head. He, <laughs> he choked to death on the fumes slash poison slash mushroom slash plaster. <laughs> he's tripping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, it's going to be a no, isn't it? No. Fairly obviously. So there we go. That's it for this week. A bit of an anti-climax at the end there. It's, uh, it's not great from Jovian, but he is what he is. Yeah, feel, again, feel very sorry for him. Yeah, and we start a new dynasty next time. Ooh, interesting. Yes, next time, not next week, because I hate to say this, but we're actually having a week off. Yeah. First time in quite a while, though. So. Well, Rob says we. He's having a week off. And <laughs> yes. it's, it's well earned. I mean, you, you do a lot. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going on holiday to Portugal. I'm going there in summer. Oh, are you? Yeah. How oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, so. I'm not going to Norway. We cancelled that one. Oh, okay. <laughs> Never mind. Oh, still, nice. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I was trying to figure out a way that we could do a Roman Republic episode. I thought we could do a short Roman Republic episode, mm. and I realised there's no one you can do a short episode on in the Roman Republic. No. So we're just going to have a week off, then we will save the Roman Republic episode, because yeah. I don't want to wait two weeks for Roman Emperors. So we'll do a couple more Roman Emperors and then we'll have our next Roman yeah. Republic episode. That's the general plan. And you're going to look for Roman Emperors on holiday, I assume. I w- I'm, we'll see if I can find some Roman Emperors in Portugal. Good. Sure I'll find some. Yeah. So that's all we need to do for today. Yeah. Maybe you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and you can also download us from Podbean, iTunes and Stitcher. Which you obviously have because you're listening to this. So yes, but spread the word though. What you may not have done is leave a review on iTunes, which will really, really help us yeah. to spread the word and to grow. That would be fantastic. And please tell others if you know someone likes Roman history, tell them about us, and you're spreading the word. And that's what we want to do. Yes, hand out business cards. Yeah. Get some business cards made for our show and yes. just hand them out wherever you go. That would be awesome. That would be very. Grab someone in the street. Yeah. Yeah. And then once you've been brought in for questioning. Tell yeah. the police officers about our show. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there are many ways to spread the word. Of course, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, until next week.
to stay, protecting the Emperor through jazz for many generations. Better than the Praetorian God, Hercules and the Jovians! <laughs> Constantius once, when the flames of cruel war were cruel war were cruel war were raging. That's hard to say. Cruel war were raging. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cruel war were raging. Cruel war were raging. Cruel war were raging. Cruel war were. Yeah. Yeah. Cruel war were raging. Cruel war were raging. Cruel war were. I'm, I'm, I'm not even going to say it. I didn't have to worry about it. I don't want to in this. Constantius once, when the flames of war was raging... As Rob goes through his laptop, I'll just talk to you about Star Trek. So, new trailer for Discovery has been aired. Um, looks very interesting, very, very J.J. Abrams style, but that's okay. Um, well, actually, for a lot of people it's not okay, but um, I think it's okay. You know, things need to change when you generate a new series or something. Um, haven't seen the, the hero ship though but I'll tell you what though the captain I saw really stilted not a good actress at all the rest of it was very interesting as well as a spoof as well um, the guy that does family guy what's his name again not Macaulay Culkin what's his name uh, can't remember but he's uh, doing a show called The, the Orville 
which is about a, like a, a parody of Star Trek. So if you're interested in that kind of thing, check it out. Rob's found it now, so I'll stop. Yep, got my laptop. It's here. <laughs> <laughs> you can cut that one. <laughs> no, it's staying in. Good. <laughs> <laughs>